Are you listening for God? Our younger daughter said to me during a televised football game, Daddy, this is like a baseball game. No, sweetheart, I said. This is far different from a baseball game. And I went on to lecture her on the difference in the two games, the shapes of the balls, the number of players, the way you score points. Well, having satisfied myself, then I asked her, Do you understand better now? Yeah, she said, but what I mean is, the music is like a baseball game. At that very moment, underneath the players smashing each other, the coaches barking plays and the announcer's analysis, there came the music. The same music she had heard while we watched an Atlanta Braves game together. The music, one of those songs played to rev up the crowd, had been there all along, but I hadn't heard it. I wasn't listening carefully enough to hear it, but she listened and made that musical connection between two very different yet similar sports. You know, it's easy for you and me to miss the music of life, isn't it? It's easy for us to not listen to God's melody playing through the many different scores of our lives. It's far more convenient for us to hear people smashing each other or barking orders at each other. We even listen to paralysis by analysis, people telling us what to think and what to listen to, and still the music plays. It's measured sound and silence, rhythm and rest, wanting to connect with our spirits. All we need to do is listen to life today for what God has to say and experience the music. Now let's listen to your life. What's your favorite kind of music? Why do you enjoy that kind of music? How does God touch your spirit through this kind of music? Are you a creature of habit? Anytime I go out of town and stay overnight in a hotel, after checking in, the first thing I do is unpack. I set out my toothbrush and toothpaste on the left side of the sink with a cup for water. My hairbrush, hairspray, and antiperspirant go on the right side of the sink, just like they are at home. It's my way of making my new environment more like home. Well, on one trip, the cleaning person came into my room while I was gone, cleaned the sink area, and rearranged my things. When I returned, I wondered, who's been in my room? Then I realized that it was the cleaning person who'd been in my room and that she was just doing her job and accidentally moved my stuff. I had to laugh at myself because I was so stuck in my comfort zone that all I could see was that my stuff was moved. I completely ignored the great job she had done cleaning. So I looked around the room and noticed how clean the carpet was, how dust-free the tables were, and how sparkling the sink was. Like me in my hotel room, we get so stuck in our spiritual comfort zones that we think God can only speak to us in certain predictable ways of our own choosing. But when it's soul cleaning time, sometimes our spiritual things get rearranged. We only notice that God moved our stuff, missing the great job of cleaning up our messes God did. So step outside of your spiritual comfort zone and notice how sparkling clean God wants to make your spirit. Then listen to your life today for some different ways God wants to speak with you. Now let's listen to your life. Reflect on your daily habits for a moment. Name one thing that you do the same just about every day. Now reflect on your spiritual habits. Name one spiritual habit that you have. If God wanted to say something about life differently to you, how could God speak so that you would listen? When do you stop? It was one of those days for me. I'm sure you've had at least one before. I woke up that morning feeling like I was running behind before I even got out of bed. The morning was a blur with phone calls, drop-in visits, email. You get the idea. Then there was a lunch meeting. Then there came an emergency call from the hospital. I was needed there immediately. So I got in my car and noticed the orange warning light came on my gas gauge again. I'd seen it a couple of times the day before, but not really paid it much attention. I don't have time to stop for gas, I thought. Then the craziness of that thought hit me. Either I could take a 
a few minutes and stop for gas at a station now or lose a lot of time by getting stranded on the side of the road later. So I pulled into a gas station, and it's a good thing I did. My car coughed twice and quit. I slipped the transmission into neutral and coasted up to the pump, feeling very blessed to have stopped when I did. The next time you don't have time to stop for spiritual fuel, remember, sooner or later, you will stop. Either you can choose to take a minute now by praying or meditating or reading a good book, or you can crash and burn your spirit by mistaking yourself for a spiritual perpetual motion machine. If you do, you'll lose lots of minutes later when you're forced to stop. Since you're going to have to stop and refuel your spirit anyway, make it sooner rather than later. So go ahead and stop now. Let's listen to your life. When was the last time you chose to stop and refuel your spirit? When was the last time you didn't choose to stop and refuel your spirit, but had to anyway? Which experience was more spiritually satisfying for you, and why?